let's face it, the genius stuff happens in the editing process. Jeff Goins. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. Today we're talking about that editor's toolkit. The pieces of equipment or the library that you've accumulated, the magazine stack that you have on the other side of the desk, these physical or digital things that help you be an editor. You will want to personalize and adjust and figure out what style works best for you. But understand that it is an ever-evolving process. Not only do programs evolve and change, but your style will adjust as you get better at editing, as you get more involved in the world and you figure out what works and what doesn't. And I think we can see right now in the AI debate world a good reason why this is true, why style and capability and programs that you use are going to consistently change. You look at something like Google Docs and what they're choosing to do. A lot of authors and editors who have been using it because of the ability to track changes are jumping ship from Google Docs because they don't want to store their writing in there anymore. The first and biggest tool you will have as an editor is the program that you use to edit. Now, this can be something as simple as a red pen if you are a proofreader. But for most editors who are doing line editing, developmental editing, these kind of things, you're going to be using a program. Specialize in that program based on what your target audience is, what your skill set is, and everyone's preferences for how the program runs, including AI. Part of this is making sure that you are in a space that authors are familiar and comfortable with for the editing technology because you want them to be as involved in the process as everyone else. One of the most common programs people will use is Microsoft Word. It's been around forever. Most people know how to use it. Most people have learned it, and they do have track changes available within the program. When I talk to a lot of traditional publishers, that is the main one that I see them use is Microsoft Word because you can turn track changes on and off a lot easier than you can with Google Docs or some of these others. Another one that's really growing in popularity right now is Readsy. That is as much a networking tool as it is anything else. The upside to something like Readsy compared to Word is that it is integrated online already, so you don't have to send a document back and forth There is a subscription option on Readsy, but I do know they have a writing option that is free on their website. The other benefit with Readsy is that it's not only a writing editing program, but they go all the way to having formatting options available on their website as well. So it's a good all-in-one for all phases of the writing process, something that you can look into as an editor to use. Well, I've finished writing my novel in Scrivener. Can I send my editor that file? No. Scrivener is a localized program only. It is not something meant to have somebody else edit because they would need the program and you don't have the ability to track changes. The one I use most often is Google Docs. I am considering changing because of the landscape right now. But Google Docs is especially useful if you have more than one person contributing to the conversation. 
if it's just the author and the editor, Word can be handed back and forth like a ball on a tennis court. Google Docs is more like basketball, where everyone's got it all at once and everyone can contribute something. So especially if you have a larger team of people, you're co-authoring with someone or you've got a fact checker and a line editor that are both looking at it kind of at the same time, Google Docs is helpful. Now, if you haven't noticed, the one thing that we stayed consistent with in all of these different programs and the options that you do have is to track changes. Using track changes is essential for editing these days. I don't know how they did it way back in the day, other than having many, many copies of a manuscript. There are three basic functions of track changes that are going to be your biggest tools in this digital toolkit. The first is to comment. This is not to modify the text like a proofreader would delete the extra comma, whatever. These comments are to go, this is the third time you've used that word in this paragraph, pick one. It's a good opportunity to highlight a group of text to say, hey, this doesn't make sense, or even offer positive feedback like this made me laugh. Share your reactions, share your feelings as you're reading through the story. The other segment of using track changes is the suggested edits. These are the places where you will replace a word or two, you'll modify the text in some way, fix punctuation, whatever it is, you'll suggest the edit so that it's still the author's decision whether or not they keep it. But you're saying, hey, there's a minor problem here. Here's how I think you can fix it. But there are other ways as well. And of course, when you comment on a comment or you comment on a suggested edit, these start to build threads of conversation that you are having editor to author and author to editor. Did you mean to use this particular word here? Yes, I did. I'm trying to foreshadow this. Okay, we're good. Something as simple as that, you start to build a thread on a conversation, leave it in there until the final pass where you're clearing everything out because then everyone can keep track of the changes that are being made. It also offers an opportunity for those suggested edits for me to give a little bit of explanation or basis. If I go in and replace a word, and I know that maybe it's not the best word, but it's me pointing out that there's a problem here. I can go to the thread and add a comment saying, or you can do this alternative edit instead or come up with your own idea, but I'm pointing out the problem in this sentence. And of course, like any interactive tool, there is an etiquette to track changes. It's not the place for arguing or butting heads. It's a place for collaborating. If you're unhappy with the author or if the author is unhappy with you, all of that goes in an email. These are for quick comments that are specifically based on the content of the book. And one of the things that I've seen regarding etiquette as an author to keep in mind, don't get rid of all of those comment threads. Those are very useful in being able to follow and adjust because an editor may find something later in the story and realize that an edit they made needs to change and they need to be able to find it and go back. So you want to leave it alone while they're still in the process of editing. Now, besides the digital tool that has track changes, your editor toolkit will include some physical things as well. Red pens. 
They may be scary, they may have some negative connotation from years of schooling, but really they're easy to see. There's a reason why we go with red or some other bright color when you're editing a physical book. This is especially important if you are doing the proofreading where you're looking at the final exported copy and in its physical form, having that red, easily spotted, easily noticed edit on the page is very helpful. I recently got my manuscript back from my alpha slash beta reader. He had made all of his comments in black ink. So as I'm flipping through the pages, I have to take extra time to go, did he add a dot anywhere on this page? Because it blends into the rest of the text. I appreciate he's going above and beyond by even making these edits and not just giving like a verbal feedback. So I'm not going to reprimand him for it, but if he wanted to make my life easier, he would use a different color pen. (laughs) Another tool that is very helpful is something to take notes. This can be a pen and paper. If you are much more digitally inclined like I am, it can be a separate Word document. It is that style guide for the editing that we talked about earlier this month. You need to take notes as you edit so that just in case that author doesn't follow track changes etiquette, that you can still find what you changed, those relevant pieces of story from earlier on. And post-it notes. The third time you have to look something up, it should go on a post-it note and then go on your little board or on the frame of your computer screen so you can start to build that editor cheat sheet. And of course, your reference books. Whether that is Chicago, which is the standard for fiction, MLA, or AP style. Of course, having digital bookmarks can be helpful. Things like Word Hippo, or if you're doing like a Word Cloud thing to see if any of your strange adjectives pop up too frequently. Dictionary.com, do not be afraid to use these tools. Have them handy. Having these tools with you as you edit makes you a better editor. And you'll want to have, as an editor, anything unique to the genre that you're editing in. If you're editing historical fiction, you'll want a cheat sheet, basically, of slang by the decade. You'll want to have references about the costume and fashion of the time period that you're working in, and an idea of the technology available at the time. Also having people. People that are useful for your genre. Having somebody you can call on and go, can you use a longsword like this? No, that has to be a short sword because you're in a confined space. Whatever. Having an engineer who's worked with NASA in your back pocket when you're editing a spacefaring sci-fi can be super helpful. Having people that you can call on and go, hey, what are the answers to these questions? Can I make sure that these things are right? are incredibly vital in the editor's toolkit. In summary, any resource you can get your hands on is helpful. Be open, be flexible, and humble enough to use any of the offerings, any of the tools, any of the resources out there that are available to you. Having that toolkit prepared ahead of time makes your life so much easier and improves the quality when you are editing. So do not shun the value of accumulating stuff. It's very helpful and it helps you get the most out of the stories that you're editing in the same way that we always tell an author to write selfishly. 
If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>